Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. Hello, Dr. Smith. How are you? I am doing well. It's still cold. It's supposed to be springtime, I but I know. guess uh, spring doesn't want to sprung. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I really, because you know, if you're cold in Maryland, yeah, let's well, not think about let's not think about what's happening in Chicago. Yeah, y'all can have that mess. Yeah. Although today it's twenty, it's twenty seven right now. It's twenty seven now. Uh, you know, listeners, remember we record this. A few days prior to you hearing it. So maybe it'll be balmy 40 by the right. time people are actually listening. But yeah, but that's better. It's been like 11, 12 degrees here, 14, yeah, 15. Nah, y'all can have so. that. Mm-mm. Anyway, yep. so we have a really, I love when we bring in guests that we don't really know because yeah. because then we can really get like really, really surprised as opposed to when like we bring in guests that are best friends and we're acting mm-hmm. surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but this time we're going to actually be surprised. But before we do that, Will, what is your music tip? My music today? tip is very functional and it's uh, nothing on the Internet like I've been doing, you know, really mm. in interesting stuff. But this is interesting. It was actually really helpful for me this week. Um, I, you know, since I do music production and, uh, I'm writing a lot of tracks every week. Um, what is really helpful for me when, uh, actually a brief came up or a sync licensing brief came up. Um, I had a song that was similar to the brief and I was able to create a track that was, that would fit the brief, um, pretty much in 12 hours. And Mm. that was like completely unheard of uh, (laughs) normally because you you have to write the music and then mix and master the track. And so that usually takes it takes me about, you know, two days to really get something done. But having so, you know, that's our that basically became my music tip for the week is basically having a template of of stuff that you're you you do on a consistent basis really expedites the process and makes everything easier because i because this track was already done i already mixed and mastered this was done and all i had to do to to do something in that style was just um you know to delete the music and rewrite some whole new music but the mixing is already done right so that saved me a whole lot of time yeah yeah templates are just period like in across the board whether you're doing what you just described or, um, you know, particularly for people when you're pitching yourself and, you know, you're trying, you've got these emails that are going out or you've got, you know, anything that, or even the structure of something like you just said that has to go out frequently is just no use of trying to recreate that will. I'm always telling people no recreating wills. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Don't reinvent that wheel. It's okay to, so template, that's what, that's what the whole point of a template is. Yep. There we go. Awesome. All right. You keep having some some really good um I try. music production. <laughs> yeah, I know. Stuff to kind of keep people in in gear with that. So, all right. 
So today, so we're bringing a little bit different. We've been bringing in a lot of women for one. So I was excited that we finally get a male. Right. Because <laughs> we've had a we lot of women lately. To balance this podcast. We need to balance. <laughs> although it is March and it is That's Women's true. History Month. That's so true. we, you know, we're, we're being generous by, you know, adding a male. However, um, I was excited by that. <laughs> but I was also, so this, this, I don't, like I said earlier, I don't know this artist, but, you know, the, the gift of social media i have um a very good girlfriend who um lives in the maryland dc area and she had posted this video um of this gentleman singing and you know i'm a singer so obviously when i hear people sing or whatever i'm gonna you know kind of pay attention but i could tell like he was singing some type of you know opera operatic piece and i'm like and but this looks like a young black man and it's just so rare that and then I you know my girlfriend I'm like well, what she posted it for because she's not even she's not a musician or anything so I was really like okay what's going on mm-hmm. and um it was once I kind of saw that you know and he can explain this more maybe what his experience what he was doing it was at a school there and I think it was talking about his journey of being an African-American male a young male pursuing um something that you're not seeing a lot of black men in and so I think in this world world of music you know we try on this podcast to expose our listeners to things they maybe didn't think about or or journeys um that might not be exactly like yours but you can be inspired by somebody else's that might have had a unique spin to it and so as i've been following him on social media i definitely have been impressed not only by the talent um but by his, I, I can tell you, you're grinding. Um, and he's a dad. And, you know, whenever I meet musicians who are parents and he's married, you know, who are married with trying to have this normal kind of, quote unquote, normal life. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think we need to hear more about that because I have so many artists that I coach who, you know, well, I've got my kids or I've got my spouse and it's just too much. And, you know, I'm always trying to encourage people, you know, the dream, the passion you know, it will write itself if you if you do this right. So I can tell from the outside, it looks like he's somehow managing that. So I wanted to just really, really kind of dig into that and, and understand that more because I think a lot more people need um, that inspiration. So all that said, um, we are very excited to have you, Kenneth Kellogg. Welcome. How Welcome. are you? Hello. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. And thanks for accepting my stalking because this is what happened. <laughs> 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 I haven't even seen that video you're talking about, actually. <laughs> I know. I need to send you the video. She, it was, it was really great. Um, that's what I do when I see things online, and Will knows. I'll tell him, "Hey, I found this person uh, in yeah. my, on social media." <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, I would love for you to just share with our listeners more of what it is you do as an artist, and how you know this is going to seem long, but how you kind of got into what you're doing currently. Of course. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. I get asked that question quite a bit, being a black opera singer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a really simple answer for me. I had great teachers growing up in, in elementary school, music teachers in the public school system. Um, like, I knew I love to sing, mm-hmm. but I never knew what singing entailed. It was just a joy to, to have that experience of singing and making music with people. Mm-hmm. So to, to begin with, um, I, I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just <laughs> following teachers that I loved and I, I admired and I respected. And they encouraged a gift that they saw before I even knew what was, what was there. Mm. 
um, in particular, you know, in elementary school, I had a teacher by the name of Miss, Miss Carolyn Glover. She's recently passed away. But I think she was the impetus for my love and passion of music. Mm. Like, I would, I would, like, basketball is one of my first loves. I would skip playing basketball mm. <laughs> to go hang out in, in Mrs., Mrs. Glover's room just because she just, music just fell off of her, you know, in a way that I, I'd never experienced. To this day, I've never experienced before. Mm. And she was like that grandmother in, the, the harsh environment of elementary school <laughs> kids can be so cruel. Yeah, um, yeah. But she she infused her love of music in into me and to many other kids at that time as well. But from there, I went to junior high school and again joined the choir because of my experience with her. And you know, my mom could see this 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 love, or I, mean, I can't say I can't even say love at that point. She could see this inkling towards towards music. Mm-hmm. And she encouraged me to go to Duke Ellington School of Performing Arts in Washington, D.C. And it was there that I, you know, took my first voice lesson. I was first introduced to to classical singing. You know, all my years of singing, you know, from elementary school going up to high school. And then I tried to, and I tried to sing in gospel choirs, but my voice just wasn't quite, <laughs> it wasn't quite a gospel voice. You know, I, I couldn't belt for Jesus. Um... <laughs> So I began to find this other thing that I could explore with music, which suited my voice better than, you know, singing in the church choir, which all my friends did. Mm. And when I got to Ellington, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the best singer, but I was very diligent Mm. and I loved to work and to, to, to face challenges. So by the time I graduated from high school, I was in the top you know, top ten percent of my class academically and and musically. Mm-hmm. So at Ellington, we ha- we have academics in the morning and you know, we have arts. You know, from I think like one o'clock to five o'clock. We were in school to five mm-hmm. five o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, which is it was also one of the reasons my mom wanted me to go there because <laughs> yeah, growing up in DC yeah. in the eighties was was rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Ellington 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 was was a haven, and there was so much freedom to explore and express. Mm-hmm. I grew a lot. I grew a lot at Ellington. But still, you know, I wasn't, you know, I didn't decide to myself that I was going to be an opera singer. It was just fun. Mm-hmm. And on the day of graduation from high school, I, um, my voice teacher, his name is Sam Bonds, he's a fixture in D.C., mm-hmm. he, um, he went to Peggy Cooper Kafritz, who was the founder of, one of the founders of Duke Ellington School of Performing Arts, and expressed to her that I need to major in music, but I hadn't, mm. you know, I hadn't applied for any scholarships because music wasn't. I didn't see it as a career path. Mm. It was just something fun. And you know, on the day of graduation, Peggy Cooper Kafritz was announcing scholarships, and the last scholarship of of the evening was this impromptu "Mama, I Want to Sing" award, mm. and it was, you know, it was a she would pay my tuition to college, but I had to major in music. Mm. So, of course, <laughs> say, all right, <laughs> change all plans. <laughs> yeah. Music is, is going to be it. Yeah. You know, it's going to be this thing I pursue. And it, that, you know, that kind of thing happened consistently throughout my, my early, I can't even say career, my early path with music mm. was that 
I um, I was encouraged by by older people who knew and could see a path better than I could, mm-hmm. and I just happened to be you know open enough and willing enough to to, to accept and to go along with, um, and that you know kind of led me to to where I am now. And now, of course, I have this love and it's it's my life, and I make choices. But I still I listen to people who know the field better than I Mm -hmm. and I take advice from a lot of my friends and colleagues and I go with whatever is presented to me and I feel that I can contribute to see that that's that's key right there I think you you hit on something that uh that is very important for people to pay attention to and and we we talk about it a bunch in this podcast but you listened and oh yeah I mean People are telling you left and right what to do, but first of all, you knew these people were credible, and and of you course, had belief in them, and and your belief in them knew that yeah this was going to be something useful for me. <clears throat> so yeah. so yeah. but then you had you were you were humble enough to listen, and and knew that it was going to be beneficial, and that I think is is totally yeah. key. I mean, also, I had, I mean, growing up in D.C., I had the knuckleheads, too, you know, <laughs> so I had some discernment. Yeah. I mean, I had, you know, I, I was being pulled in so many different directions. You know, a lot of my friends, um, you know, chose a different path. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could have easily chose a very different path. But because of my respect for, you know, the people, the older people and the people who I saw, um, saw how a music affected their lives, mm-hmm. you know, I was able to, to make a different choice. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, I think and it was funny. I I coach a group of singers. We have like a group coaching. And um, one of the things I said to them that I said was very important is that when you're getting advice or mentoring, make sure it's from people you trust (laughs) and that are credible. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, if you can't, if they're giving you advice and you can't see it in their in their lives. Right. (laughs) It's okay. I, I shouldn't probably listen to exactly you. <laughs> but you and would be surprised that's music or anything but you, right. i mean i think in this day and age right now where anybody can like and anybody can you know give you oh, a man. shout out on yes. you know ig oh i'm the greatest or you know what i mean and it's like wait a minute wait a minute of wait course, a minute no course. you need to you need to be hearing <laughs> from mm-hmm. actual people who are experts and you know who have really studied this thing that you're trying to do so i i i totally agree will this it's really important um, so Will and I usually fight with our questions. You know, Will, that wasn't a question. That was a statement. Is it that your was turn a statement, or is it yeah, my but, turn? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but I'll let you take your turn. Go ahead. No, take no, your t- you go ahead because I always take over. Well, no, my, my question actually is uh, is tor- towards the latter part, but I know you have some other uh, I don't want to well, jump to this part yet. So go ahead. Oh, and get Lord. Your it's out. kind of that means it's very prophetic. I'm just letting you know whatever it is. That means it's deep. <laughs> he doesn't want to go there quite yet. All, All right. right. I'm, I, I think I'm ready. <laughs> well, I you know, a lot of people that we have on the podcast, um, you know, they, they talk about all these twists and turns and they've done 30, you know, different things before they kind of land at where they are. For you, was this more of a kind of because of the mentoring? It was kind of just a straight shot into the field of being an opera singer or were there any detours that you had to make? I mean, I can't say it's, it's, it's when I talk to my friends who've had to do a bunch of other things, it, it feels like a straight shot in comparison mm-hmm. because I've always been, I've always done what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And 
music has been that thing I've always loved to do. Even other things I've tried, they've never taken away from from music. Music has always been there. Mm. Um, so I guess you can say it's been a... Okay, I'm going to say this. It hasn't been a straight shot. Okay. It has not been a straight shot, but it's been a straight focus mm. for me. Mm. Explain that then, because, yeah, because I, I think that people, um, they need to they need to understand the difference of that. Because if your focus, because Will and I talk about this a lot, about mm-hmm. where is your focus. So, yeah, Of course, yeah. of course. So music music is, it's a tough thing because it's, it's especially far as a career Mm -hmm. it's so dependent on an audience it's dependent on things outside of yourself especially when it comes to paying bills Mm -hmm. like i can sing all day (laughs) but if nobody's paying to hear me sing then like i'm not be i'm not able to pay my bills which ultimately it is it is and there's a passion there's a love for music but it's a business for me at some point so doing those those times where i was figuring out my artistry figuring out um, how to make it a career and how to make it something I can support myself on. I was torn in other directions to support right. myself. Mm-hmm. So I started, you know, I started different businesses. I worked in places that I probably didn't want to, but I had to mm-hmm. in order to provide for myself. Mm-hmm. So the path has, 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 I can't say totally veered, but there's been some, some, some curves. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ultimate goal has always been music. I, I, I'll, I'll do this so that I can do this. Right. Um, so so I'll, I'll take this job, which I don't like, in order to pay for a voice lesson that I know will get right, me right. to where I want right. to be. Right. Right. So to invest in yourself. There you, you know, go. Right. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. And, and you would be surprised, though. Oh boy! <laughs> As yeah. someone who is coaching people and asking people to invest in themselves, oh, it is an investment. Oh yeah. my gosh! I, 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 that was the one thing I think that surprised me the most about um, going into coaching: the, the, the resistance to invest and develop. Um, because I think that with singing, particularly, people feel you either have it or you don't, and they're not understanding you know, the, the process of development, both, both within your craft, but, but, you know, obviously as if this, if you're going to feed yourself with this, if you're going to do, you know, if you, even if you're just trying to make it a side hustle, there, there has to be, you know, like you said, audiences have to want to listen and pay for this. So you're going to have to understand the business of this and, and, and understand, you know, what you really can bring and how you can grow. And, but that's that people are really resistant. So I, I, you know, I commend that. Whenever I hear any successful artist, they say the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just hope our listeners it, it, hear yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my my mm-hmm. question actually now, now it is it is time. It has it is time. It has, it has, presen- it has presented time. itself. Uh, <laughs> uh, you 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 actually you know walk right up to it, which was um, your your business and and the choices that you've made uh, to basically further your business, but I, I want to, um, I guess, drive deeper into that. And how do you structure your business basically at this point as, as a, as a vocalist? Cause a lot of people are like, how do you make money singing? You know, that, that would be like the general question. And then right. if you're not singing right. gospel, if you're not singing pop, um, 
how do you make money? And if you're not singing jazz, they're like, wow, how you how do you make money as a singer uh, singing singing opera? Yeah. You know, I mean, and and then uh, as you talk about how you do make a living as as an opera singer, um, sort of give some detail into what your your I guess maybe daily processes. You know, you're looking for gigs, you're contacting folks, you have an agent. You know, what what are some of these details? Of course. I mean, there, I think there, there are levels. <laughs> there's levels to this. Um, there's levels. Um, when you're starting out as a young artist, I mean, it's it's a grind. Like, you're doing a lot of things on your own. You're trying to, to make a name for yourself. You're trying to, you know, get people to hear you. <clears throat> so it's a lot of emails, a lot of calls. And luckily, you know, they're, unlike, you know, some other musicians, <clears throat> there, is a, there is a kind of a platform for mm-hmm. opera. You know, every city has an opera company um so ultimately like i'm emailing opera companies like you know what's coming up in your season like do you need a bass mm-hmm. or like i i do this role are you doing this role sometime soon but a lot of it is is networking with your colleagues especially a lot of your older colleagues will know you know more than what's going on in the business than you and they can recommend you for stuff so big part of my business is being a great colleague mm-hmm. And being in touch with, being in touch with, you know, with my peers and with my friends who are working all over the world, who can sometimes, you know, recommend you for stuff or like, you know, I know this great base or yeah. So networking is, is huge amongst people who can hire you and amongst your, your peers. Um, and I have an agent, you know, I've, I've have, I've had several agents now, but the one I'm with now I think really understands the place I am in my life now, you know, with kids, um, it changes, changes the game. Cause I can't, I have to be considerate of, of my family as well as my professional career. Um, so my day largely is spent working on my craft. Right. That's the biggest thing. And I came to this realization, uh, just a couple months ago, is that when we perform, we want we want people to pay for what we're giving. But unlike anything else that people pay for, there's no tangible mm-hmm. thing for them to walk away with. Mm-hmm. They only walk away with an experience. Mm-hmm. They only walk away with how you make them feel. Like once you know that that note comes off of my vocal cords or off a string. Once that vibration stops, it's gone. Mm, <laughs> like yeah. there's nothing tangible. Yeah. There's nothing tangible for them to hold on to. So my job as a performer is to make them feel mm. something, mm-hmm. to walk away with a feeling. And a lot of my time spent practicing is really getting in touch with how I feel about the music and honing my skills so that I can better express what I want to say with whatever piece of music it is. So I can therefore, you know, give them a better experience. Right. Yeah. So that's a huge part of, of, of my preparation every gotcha. day. Um, and I'm also, you know, I'm in contact with my agent at least, you know, once every two weeks. And we talk about upcoming gigs, mm-hmm. things that she's looking out for. Um, this person wants to hear you. Can you fly here or, you know, can you come to London? I just got that email this morning. Um, 
so it's 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 a huge network. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly talking to people, trying to find opportunity, or and you know, vice versa. People come to me. Like I'm working on two new pieces now that people have specifically wanted to mm. write wow. for me, mm. based awesome. on based on you know things I've done you know previously, yeah. and. You know, a big thing for me personally is like often it's about the money, but it's not always about the money. And I find that I'm I'm a bit different than a lot of singers because sometimes it boils down to dollars. Mm-hmm. But for me, sometimes it boils down to do I do I appreciate and respect your artistry, mm-hmm. and can I will it, will it be a great artistic experience mm-hmm. for me? And I'll take. Oh, I can't say this because my agent will kill me. <laughs> but I'll take. <laughs> uh, you know, depending 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 on the experience in the team, I'll I'll take less money, mm-hmm. um, knowing that you know it could be potential for something bigger right. down down the road, or it could be fulfilling, or it fits my life mission and wanting to help the world <laughs> to make the world a better place. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of aspects to it. And so it's the one thing we don't learn as as opera singers is the business of singing. It's something we often have to figure out as we we get out right. there and go about it. Right. Um, so I've I've tried to make my family more important or equally as important as my business. So everything I do so revolves around you know will this benefit my family? Mm-hmm. Will it benefit my career? Can I do it? Like mm-hmm. yeah, well, how much am I going to give? do I have to give to be able to be able to do it? Right. Oh, there's a lot in there. I got, I got like 3000 more questions now. Cause I'm like, <laughs> but I'm going to present two, two that just really kind of popped hard for me while you were, you know, kind of explaining that one, I, well, this isn't really a question, but you know, the whole craft development, again, taking the time to actually connect with what, with the experience that you're trying to provide for people. Like that's, so huge and as singers oh yeah I mean, that that is it like you said they don't leave i mean you know technically you know people can buy product and download you know at, at least you know in my world of jazz and so they can you know they can of do course, that yeah, yeah. but <laughs> honestly it is the experience i i know for a fact for me when i'm on the stage you know i'm providing something very different than what you're going to get if you just download my song and so, of course. and so that, and that's what people, that's what people, like you said, they latch onto that because it's now an experience for them and, and music in general, you know, it's going to create that to a certain extent, no matter how, you know, where they are, but the stage is really an opportunity. I, I had two questions. One, um, we are asked this a lot, you know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this is going to be different because you're doing, um, operas and classical music, but when you were saying you've had multiple agents, how how did you so many people ask us how do i get an agent what do i need to do to get an agent of course what was your process of of getting kind of your first agents and and is that different than how you got your most recent your current i guess agent you know surprisingly it's it's not different at all like i wasn't worried about an agent and often especially as a young singer you're like i need an agent i need an agent i need an agent even if you get an agent like you're still going to have to work. You're still going to have to work to find your gigs. Mm-hmm. You can help your agent actually. So the way I got my first agent was I was just doing what I love to do. And the agent saw me and said, I want to work for you. Do you have an agent already? Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't at the time. Um, 
So my, this, the second agent I had, it was a similar thing. I was on stage just performing, and he actually sent me a message on, I think it was Facebook at the time, and he said, you know, I saw you, I loved your performance, like, do you have representation? If not, like, I want to represent you, let's talk. Um, so, you know, I had a conversation with him, and... I liked what he had to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and there were, there, were a few, there were a few technicalities because yeah. I was already with an agent. Yeah. But that agent only represented me in the U.S. Uh. So this other agent was like, you know, I can represent you in, in Europe. Right. You know, so that way I could work it too. But um, that's a, another long story. <laughs> but you know, the agent that I have now, it was a very similar thing. Mm. Um, I was performing. I was doing what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And she approached me at an after party and was like, do you have an agent? And at the time, I didn't. And I I was looking Mm -hmm. for an agent. And she said, I love love what you do. I love your voice. Mm -hmm. Can I represent you? Pretty much. So I never, my focus was to never get an agent. Mm -hmm. It's always just doing what I love to do. And people came to me. Well, and... and I mean, you fell right into my hands because this is what I try to tell people <laughs> is that the true agents, you know, usually they find you because right. they, you know, yeah. and which is why it's your responsibility, you know, whether on the stage, whether the way you're promoting yourself, whether, you know, whatever your material, your product, um, it needs to be, you know, very true to who you are and strong because the agent that you're looking for is probably going to be drawn to that because, you know, yeah. And I, I, it's not so much of, you know, let me go, you know, Google agent, you know, and, and, and it, you, right. there are some instances in some spaces that you could, you can Google an agent, but you're probably going to have a Google an agent type of gigs too. So, so. <laughs> of course, very true. Very so true. That's, I, mean, I, I was, we were always told, you know, and don't worry about finding an agent yeah. An agent will find right. you. Right. And, you know, an agent, an agent wants something to work with. Right. An agent, most agents don't want to be responsible for starting your career. Yeah. <laughs> they want you to have something going. They want you to have something to offer for them to then take to the next level. Yeah. So if I'm so focused on finding an agent, then that's taken away from perfecting my craft. So an agent will admire yeah. <laughs> what I do. Yeah. Yep. That is it. So listeners and all those who have asked me, <laughs> how do I get an agent? You know, the story kind of, it, it doesn't really change. Well, one of my last questions I have, and I, I you know, I have to ask this because we talked, I mentioned this in the beginning about you being a father and you've mentioned about your family being first kind of in your consideration of what you're doing and, and how you're doing it. So how is this life? <laughs> you have an, and he has a new, he has a new baby too. Aww, so you, I do, I do. <laughs> so you, you're really in the, he, the fact that he can talk, you know, cohesively right now, that's some good, <laughs> that's some good stuff because I, yeah. I have been in the new baby syndrome when you got another one already, you know, a, another kid on the side that you're trying to make sure eats and, you know, does. <laughs> so how, of how, course. how, how are you or what advice that's that's a better way what advice would you give someone who has a family and you know wants to pursue music or wants to pursue this passion and you know but but is not understanding how they're going to be able to do all that maybe give some share how you're doing it and then you know advice you might want to give 
Well, in my my position, <clears throat> there are two really important things in my life. Music and my family. And I try to make them as cohesive as possible. So even like when I'm on the road, it's really tough and I'm away from my family. Mm-hmm. My, my thought process is I'm doing this so that I can feed my family. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this so that you know, we can have the life that we have. So there's not this 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 guilt right, right. Yeah. <laughs> that people often you know often deal with with being away from their family. For me, it's a sense of of, of pride because this is how we eat. Mm. This is how we have what what we have. And you know, I, I I like I'm a night owl. So luckily, you know, I split my time when I'm home. I'm just dad because I don't do any other work. Mm. I'm home. I give all my attention to my family. Mm. Luckily, my son is in in school right now, so I get that six hours to work mm-hmm. while he's in school. But I find, you know, and it depends on what I have going on career-wise. You know, I find those moments where I can, you know, totally give myself to my family, and then totally give myself to to my craft and my music. So I, every day, it's a balance of you know what's important today. Um, so if I have a concert coming up, you know, it's like I, I explain to my family. They know this is what I do. Mm-hmm. I've got some hours to spend on, on this piece. You know, like I'll dedicate you know a certain amount of time to that and then go back and fully engage with mm-hmm. my family. I mean, it's really important to fully <laughs> engage because often like I'm, you can be torn from, from one thing and the other, thinking about the other thing. So I, I make it... I make it very clear. Like when I'm with my family, this is my family time. When I'm with my music, this is my music time. And I consider it. I consider it work for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to go to an. I don't have to go to an office. I don't have to be away for six hours a day. I can go into the studio and and work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, balance. and I think it's. I mean, I, I think it's. Yeah, I mean, it's it really it really is it's it's finding the balance for me. Yeah, and you've made a you've you've made a declaration. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I think that's very very important for people to understand. You know, you can't just kind of you know, I'll, well, I guess I'm a wing it now. No, like you you've got to oh, <laughs> you've no. be. But I think a lot of people maybe they don't think that they're thinking they're winging it, but they their their right. actions are winging it. Meaning, like you just said, you know, I'm I'm distracted. I'm still trying to post while I'm, you know, trying to, you know, feed this child or I'm, you know, I mean there's there's a lot that um I think people don't recognize maybe that they're not, you know, as engaged in one space, you know, as they maybe think right, they are. Right. Um, but I think you've also made it very clear. You've communicated, well, it sounds like you've communicated it very well to your family. You know, this is, this is what, oh, yeah. yeah. Like I even, when, when things come up, you know, I, the, one of the first things I do is talk to my wife. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, babe, I got this offer. It's going to require me to be away for like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you feel about that? And often because she understands that this is how we you know, provide, she, you know, she agrees, but mm-hmm. especially with having a new baby, like I turned down, I think I turned down eight, oh, eight wow. gigs, which was really tough. Yeah. It was really tough to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, but I knew I had to be here, yeah. you know, having a new child was the most important thing right. going on in my life. Yeah. Um, so I had to be there. And although music is very important, the most important thing at that moment was, was being there for my family. Yeah. 
And it's, it was it was hard, and I had to make considerations. You know, like can I financially afford to deny mm, this gig yeah. or that gig or that gig? But yeah, I mean, it's it's sacrifice all all mm. around. Yeah, yeah. Where would yeah, you? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, ahead, I, I was thinking um, from the what you were talking about before when you had mentioned you had two agents. Um, where would you say most of your performances and, and offers and gigs happen? Is it the, is it stateside in the U.S. or is it over in Europe? It's yeah, it's a lot of a lot of stateside okay. stuff. Um, like I'm going to London and in two months to audition for stuff. Mm. But most of my work has, has has been here in the states, which I'm really I feel really lucky to do because there's a lot of people who have to go to Europe because they aren't getting work mm-hmm. here in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, opera is just more abundant mm-hmm. over there. There's more opportunity. Mm-hmm. In yeah, that's Europe. what I would think. But I feel really lucky to have been able to to stay stateside and and make a living for myself. That's awesome. Yeah, that's this great. has been great. <laughs> See, I took a risk. I just stalked someone, but no, I knew you were going to have some, an, an interesting story because yeah. that was the other, you know, I think important part of the business you you do a really great job on your um social media it's very authentic it's very um everything that you're saying i think comes through um and because you'll you'll you know i'm and those you know we're going to share your your social media handles and all of that um but it's not like you're you know just talking about you know opera like you really do a nice job of you know talking about your family talking about the responsibilities talking about the you know the emotional kind of things that you know you've kind of going through and um you know i'm I'm gonna make sure that my singers that i'm coaching hear this because we've been talking about how do you represent yourself on social media and still be in alignment with who you are (laughs) and not that's huge that's really big yeah um and i don't know you may feel a little you know crazy but i mean it, it, from the outside it appears like you know what i see you know following and then hearing that having this interview with you it seems very aligned and um you know so congratulations on on the new baby on the opportunities i would love for you to um share how people well one share whatever big thing or the next thing you know people should look out for that you're going to be doing um, in terms of performance, and it sounds from what I can see like you got a lot of great things coming up. And then any way that people can follow you, your social media, websites, that stuff. Right. Um, so that's the next biggest thing coming up for me is a new opera being written for me called Blue mm-hmm. by Janine Tazori, and she's a really big Broadway composer. Mm-hmm. And Taswell Thompson is a librettist, and it's it's about. Um, a really, really important subject, especially today. It's about a um, oh, how to explain it in thirty seconds? It's about a, <laughs> a, a, a it's about a it's about the conflict of a black police officer raising a, a, a black boy in America today, mm. and it surrounds you know issues with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, you know, being black, you know, a black family today. Um, mm. So, so the big drama of of the opera is, you know, his his son is shot by a white police mm. officer. Mm. Um, so it it it's, I swear, we, in rehearsals, the few rehearsals that we had, like there hasn't been a dry wow. eye. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I can't wait! I'm like, oh god, how can I see this? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's intense. Yeah. So it will premiere this 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 summer at the Glimmerglass Festival in Cooperstown. Um, 
New York. Mm, okay. In upstate New York. Okay. And then it will be in Washington, D.C. early next okay. season. Okay. Um, in the spring, so and in Chicago actually. Oh, good. Chicago later is going to do it. I was about to say, are you kind of, I mean, because Chicago, we're like we're a little bit on the map, but yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, so it, it will definitely it'll be in Chicago as well. Oh, that's awesome! And I have two boys, so you know who I'm constantly trying to expose past basketball mm-hmm. and, and Xbox. video games. So you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and they won't even be by then. God, my oldest is probably going to be in like 17 that makes me weep but anyway but yes Um, okay that's awesome that yeah i've I've seen that on your social media i'm glad you broke that down because that um that's great and then how can people if they want to see you have a website so if you can share that and and your social media yeah my website is uh you know www.kennethkellogg.com you know, odd thing is, I don't even know my Instagram handle right now. I think it's like Kenneth Kellogg base or something. Like that. I have no idea. Um, but it is on my website, so there's a link on on my website. No problem. Um, yeah, Facebook you can find pretty easy. Twitter I don't do. Okay. <laughs> see, I, I seem really active on social media, but I'm not that savvy. <laughs> well, I think I mean, you know what? I'm not that. I'm. I mean, I post. But I don't scroll. I always tell people, it's like, it's really, I mean, so if you don't land in my first five people, like when I turn on my app, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, the, so right. you know, you, you, you land. Because once I start actually following people, you know, the algorithm, if it's somebody that I actually look at their post, the algorithm picks up on that. So they try to pull it up quicker in your feed and stuff. But it's funny because I feel like, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't really look through stuff. I only see about six people's stuff. But um, no, I, I think you, you, you know, what you've posted is great. Well, Will, any final, this is, I, and we'll include, I, I can, we'll, we'll have in the show notes the actual, I'll make sure I look up the actual handle for Instagram <laughs> so that people can, can check you out and definitely, you know, the website will get even more information. But, um, Will, do we no, have anything else? I mean, I, I got, a, you know, a whole bunch of questions, but, you know, it's all, that's, that's just how it is at the podcast. We just, we I have to know. have people back. That's all. We need a documentary. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I can keep it going. Exactly. But well, yeah. Well, thank you so much for you know agreeing to to do this interview. Yeah, and I it. am definitely yeah gonna mark my. I'm gonna look at your website and find out you know because and and let people know um, about that. That's a really wonderful um, piece. concept yeah. for yeah a piece. It's. It's a beautiful piece. (laughs) Perfect. All right, Will. All right. right, Well, we'll we'll be uh, back next week. And we will. We'll be we'll be bringing the ladies back. We got another. Yeah. <laughs> we, got a, we got another lady for next I'm week. I'm glad to be to interrupt. Her <laughs> Thank you. That's uh, not a problem. But yep. anyway, all right. Perfect. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Talk to you later. Great to see you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbizbiz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, 
you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.